Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Self Love Club is brought to you by Bondi Sands Pure. Clean, simple, transparent, Pure is the first ever sustainable self-tanning range from Bondi Sands. Hello, welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast dedicated to chatting about stuff that matters, real talk and lols. Thanks heaps for joining me, I'm your host Belle Crawford and you may have noticed there are some new features on the pod. We're into our third year now so it's really fun, I'm really enjoying and I'm glad to hear you are as well. Mixing things up, keeping it fresh and fun, there are still heaps of guest interviews and we cover important things have some cool chats on the self-love club on today's show your dose of pop culture what's lady gaga filming with adam driver everything we know so far about season five of the crown we brush over parts of the grammys aka harry styles appreciation day plus book club the new caroline flack documentary and our topic is singleton shaming it's got to stop (laughs) but actually First up in our dose of pop culture, Lady Gaga is filming a movie with Adam Driver and what does it have to do with Gucci? So Lady Gaga posted a photo on her Instagram on set filming this crime movie House of Gucci in Italy. In the photo, they're ready to hit the snow as Gucci here, Maurizio Gucci, and his wife and former Gucci chief advisor, Patricia Regani. I wanted to make sure I got that pronunciation right. I did like a little Google Translate and even listened to them anyway. It's behind the scenes note for you, but I hope I got that right. House of Gucci is based on a 2001 novel. It's a sensational story of murder, madness, glamour, and greed. And it follows a murder story that tore apart the high fashion family of 95. Look, you probably don't know that when you're getting about in your Gucci belt, or maybe you're lucky enough to have a Gucci handbag. Oh, bless. I hope hope your belt's not fake, mate. You end up in one of those memes you see around. Gaga's character was made famous for her detailed scheme to have her husband killed. Now, the real Patricia isn't happy that Gaga is playing her and has said, I am rather annoyed at the fact that Lady Gaga is playing me in the new Ridley Scott film without having the consideration and sensibility to come and meet me. She sounds very friendly. She wasn't involved in the making of the movie, weren't making any money for it, and she says there is an issue around accuracy because she's not involved. Lady Gaga and Adam will be joined on screen by Al Pacino and Jared Leto. Of course, Adam, you'll recognize he was on Girls. He's on a few other things too. He's quite a cool actor. And it is one of the most anticipated movies this year and is scheduled to be released on November 24th. If you're looking forward to this and it sounds like your type of show and you haven't already seen it, check out the series on Netflix, The Assassination of Gianni Versace. It's an American crime story. It's the same people who also made the American crime story about OJ Simpson. It's a dramatized series starring David Schwimmer, aka Ross from Friends. And also, of course, it is a dramatized series, but the Kardashians, their dad was OJ's lawyer. So they're in this series as well the actors not the actual Kardashians just so I'm clear on that 
Next up in our dose of pop culture, everything we know so far about the next season, season five of The Crown. After we lapped up, what is probably The Crown's most popular season, season four, all about the Princess Diana era? And with all the royalty of late, fans are wanting more. So here's everything you need to know. Production for season five is scheduled to start this June. No official release date has been given out yet, but it's expected to be out next year. Season four wrapped up in December of 1990, which means that season five should focus on the rest of the 90s, which was a pretty full on and tragic time. A lot happened. It hasn't been made public what they'll cover, but you can expect full noise drama with three marriage breakdowns, a major fire at Windsor Castle, Diana's tell-all interview, much different to Harry and Meghan's recent one. Side note, I also found out that Oprah met with her and wanted to do the interview, but Diana politely declined, uh, deciding to do it in the UK on UK TV so she would be taken seriously. It wasn't really something you did by doing it overseas at that point. Also, it's expected to cover Diana and Charles's divorce, of course, Diana's tragic death, the deaths of Princess Margaret and the Queen Mother, and the show will expect to wrap up in the early 2000s. Will season five be the last? When the show was first pitched, they planned to do six seasons, covering six decades. Last year, they said there would only be five. However, that has since changed, and there will be six seasons. Then it will end, and maybe one day in the future, because it will come to real, like, actual life, and I don't know, it's a bit, bit weird, isn't it? Like, doing... Is it like, do they do like, oh, old Haz and Megan's reality show? Are they the new keeping up with the Kardashians? They spend big money on The Crown as well. Last season, they spent like $100 million on 10 episodes, which is wild. But I mean, hello, have you seen all those lavish sets? And oh, I was like, I know it's a, a meant to be a palace and all these like fancy things. But I was like, oh, really want to get some regal inspired areas in our home. Next up, we're going to brush over some of the highlights from the Grammys. Of course, they were a week ago on release day of this episode, so you've probably seen most things, and I want to keep things fresh. If you haven't watched the highlights yet, definitely have a look on YouTube. Now, Cardi B and Megan The Stallion's WAP, the song, was, of course, an iconic part of 2020. Like, did you even do 2020 properly? If you didn't get carpet burns from trying to do the WAP dance at home, have a quick listen to their performance at the Grammys. Now an update, this performance has had so many complaints and Cardi B has now been getting into fights with people on Twitter about it. So funny. Now, I was calling the Grammys Harry Styles Appreciation Day because, I mean, his fashion, the feather boa, if you saw the memes, his performance, his speech, how lovely he is about women. He's just so lovely. He's absolute dream. Also, Taylor Swift, Dua Lipa, and Billie Eilish, of course, all slated to absolute queens, and we are here for that. Taylor's overachieving, aka releasing two surprise albums last year, saw her win Album of the Year for Folklore, and she also broke a record for the first female artist to win Album of the Year three times. What a ledge. And I really liked how she performed in what looked like a treehouse, like it was like a fairy house, it was so pretty.
Now it's time for book club. Now I wanted to binge this book, but I haven't had the time for a good book binge lately. Oh, must change that. But I have finished reading Olive by Emma Gannon, which I've spoken about on previous episodes. I loved it. It's such a good read. If you're in your 20s or 30s and a lot of your friends are settling down, having babies, perhaps you are or you're not or you don't want to, this will be a helpful read and make you feel not so alone about something which is really looked down on in society and not spoken about if you actually don't want to have children, which, you know, that's okay if you don't want to. It looks at all the different angles and different situations women are in. I really loved it. I love the main character, Olive. She's so career focused and it was just like cool, quirky stories along the way. Basically, after reading Dolly Alderton's Ghosts and other reads that I read last year, I wanted to find similar books, like covering themes around females in their 20s to 30s, friendships and whatever they're up to in their lives. And the London setting obsession continues as well. I'm now reading Animals by Emma Jane Unsworth. I've already read and featured her other book, Adults, on a previous episode. So I've read that. So of course, when I love an author's books, I tend to, and I recommend you do this too, like check out the other reads as well. Animals is now also a movie, which I'm planning on watching once I've finished reading this book. It's about two good friends and drinking pals. (laughs) And things change when one of the girls gets engaged to a guy that the other girl doesn't like, which I'm not a fan. It's been described as a riot by British author Matt Haig and publication read said it's told through wild nights and the chaos of life as a 30 something. This is an ode to female friendship. Still to come on the show, good news for selling Sunset and Bling Empire lovers. We unpack the new Caroline Black documentary and we dive into our topic, which is singleton shaming, my word for singles. But first, a message from our sponsor, Bondi Sands Pure. We all know Bondi Sands know their stuff when it comes to self-tanning. Pure is their most conscientious yet. Its packaging is ethically sourced and is 100% recyclable and combines their iconic Bondi Sands glow with skin-loving ingredients like the holy grail of hydration, hyaluronic acid, vitamin C for radiance, and vitamin E for repair. Pure is dermatologically tested and suitable for sensitive skin. It's also cruelty-free and vegan. There's pure self-tanning foaming water, gradual tanning lotion, and face mist. Also pure self-tanning face mask and lots of people's go-to product, the pure self-tanning drops, which build a gradual tan and can be mixed in with your moisturizer, making it an effortless glow. Keep an eye out on the Self Love Club Instagram this week to enter the pure giveaway and win the range for yourself. Thanks so much to Bondi Sands Pure for making this episode of the Self Love Club possible. Looking at the latest shows, first up, good news for lavish reality show lovers. One of the most popular reality shows over the past year, it really took over during peak pandemic viewing, was Selling Sunset. It's on Netflix. It's about a high-end real estate firm. They sell houses to really rich people in LA. It kind of gives me Hills vibes, but grown up and way more fancy, but still just as gossipy. There are already three seasons and it's now being renewed for two more. Another reality show, Bling Empire, has been renewed for another season as well. Uh, It focuses on the lives of rich Asian and Asian Americans based in LA and is described as a real life crazy rich Asians. Gosh, I love that movie. I watched it on a plane one time. R.I.P. Travel. Next up on the show, I'm going to chat about a documentary which has only been out for a few days in the UK. Caroline Flack, her life 
life and death. It's a Channel 4 documentary. It is very hard to find online at this stage outside of the UK, so good luck. Although I did find it in four parts on YouTube. I'm not going to uh, criminalize myself by you know, giving you pointers on how to find it in the deep dark web. But yeah, it was there over the weekend when I watched it. A trigger warning, it is about suicide, self-harm and depression. Now, if you're not sure who Caroline Flack is, she was a very talented British TV presenter, full of charisma, empathy, joy, and realness. She was the best. She hustled and worked so hard for her career for 20 years, and at the peak, she hosted Love Island UK and was a huge part of what made it so good and very popular. Caroline was one of the most famous people in the UK, constantly on the front page of the paper. The paparazzi were following her, press intrusion, and she died by suicide age 40 when she found out she was going to be prosecuted for allegedly assaulting her boyfriend. The press published photos of her bedroom from that night covered in blood, which was apparently also hers. Deeply personal. Why is it on the front page of the paper? In the doco, you find out about her history of self-harm, previous suicide attempts, and a lot more about her personally. The Guardian reviewed it as a compassionate eulogy suffered with pain. It also focuses on the downfall and nasty side of social media. The very hurtful and unnecessary comments really did affect Caroline. I know some people will say, well, that's part of being famous. You choose to be in the public eye. You should put up with the negative comments and just like, just ignore it. It's fine. But I actually disagree with that. People are human. It doesn't mean we can treat celebrities differently. A lot of creative people have a predisposition to be affected by mental health. We're wired that way. The creative curse, some may call it. And it's because of that that those creators or entertainers have the ability to connect so well with people because they understand. They know pain. They, you know, they've been really low before really high and they know emotion. I thought it was a really respectful and real touch having Caroline's mum and her twin sister Jodie, her closest friends, colleagues and agents tell the story of Caroline themselves and what she was like. She was full of joy, like we saw in her public roles, so funny and witty, but she had depression and like a lot of us, she felt things very deeply. I really loved her mom and sister. I found her mom very grounding and understanding of mental health and depression and how Caroline operated. What I took away from it was how well they explained that some of us feel things more. That's just how we're wired. The highs and the lows, they just feel more extreme than what other people may experience in similar situations. Caroline also found heartbreak very difficult. We all do. It's so painful, but I could relate to this as well. How women are treated so poorly in the public eye by society and the media, especially as you get older. Being successful doesn't matter. Like if you're still single, God, what is wrong with you? It was just appalling. And I can't imagine how hard this would have been with the press and social media constantly picking at her wounds and triggers when like it's actually none of their business who she's involved with. She's there to do a job, but I guess that's kind of what happens, hey? I could also relate with how she didn't want anyone to know. Her most personal secrets were starting to be exposed. You know, things that no one knew about and you only find out about during this documentary. It can make things so much worse. People don't understand. And, you know, I know for myself, 
I've always not wanted people to know things, even though I'm okay. And it's like, yeah, you go through tough times. There's this like, for some reason, if people know it makes it worse and then you get paranoid and you think people are thinking all these things and it just, it honestly just makes it all worse. And also people don't understand they'll make up all these assumptions or they'll even say things, be like, oh, you feel like this. It's like, how do you know? Like they just make it up and and judge you. And I, I guess that's why a lot of people don't like people knowing about their struggles. I could really relate with that. This was really sad. Like obviously it's not some happy comedy and, uh, you know, it does make you feel quite sad, but I thought it was an important watch. And, um, you know, kind of cathartic in a way, obviously very serious themes and, and conversations. But if you yourself have gone through struggles with your mental health and you might understand and sometimes it's just nice to hear it explained and you just, I, I don't know, I think sometimes talking about these things is a really good thing because it does make people feel less alone and, and it can be quite a cathartic experience of being like, oh yeah, we're just wired that way and sort of it makes it less of a big deal. I looked up to Caroline so much and, you know, as a broadcaster and I want to do TV, when people ask me who I most look up to, the style of presenting, I always say Caroline because she just was so funny and herself and everyone loved her and she just had that empathy and realness, which I think is so important and we need to see more of. If you or someone you know need help, I've put a list of places you can contact in the show notes. And if you're listening in New Zealand, you can free text or call 1737. On these new style episodes, we dive into a topic and this week it's singleton shaming. I like to call us singles, singletons, coupletons. You, couple, you, get, you get my drift, right? You get it. So singleton shaming is a thing. It's out the gate and it needs to stop. And I haven't really heard this talked about that much. So I thought, you know what? We should cover that. We'll uncover the important things today. There's this attitude, societal norms, that everyone needs to be in a relationship. And if you're not, people just don't quite get it. I'm not saying everyone, but like a general consensus, right? And people will often treat you or think there's something wrong with you and that it feels like being single sometimes is quite possibly the worst thing you can be, which is so ridiculous. It's like being in a relationship is a sign of success. And it can be quite isolating when you are happily single and someone makes these comments and you sort of feel like, you, you know what I mean? You just sort of feel like you can't say anything. And it's like, it's a deeply personal and also like unsolicited thing. They shouldn't even be saying it in the first place. And it kind of, I watch people sometimes reactions, whether it's like in real life or on shows. And I'm like, everyone gets awkward around it when they're asked because it's like, it's actually very rude. I've observed it happening to me more now that I'm 32, which I don't think is old. And it's not. It's definitely not old. I read someone even comment the other day. I just don't get it. There must be something you're doing wrong. It's like, cool, thanks, bro. Like, love the love the unneeded feedback. I posted about this a while ago around Christmas because, you know, that's often the time when you're around family that these, you know, your punishing uncle or your auntie will pipe up with a, have you got a boyfriend or girlfriend yet? Or what happened to the last one? And it is a shit feeling sometimes being single, even though you're happy, like Christmas, oh, I don't know about you, but sometimes Christmas, you're like, oh, another Christmas, you know, where, especially if you have been seeing someone like that year and then it's sort of, you know, you're like, oh God, here we go again. I said on this post, if that happened, swiftly hand a dating app feed to your auntie and say, I'd love to see how you'd navigate this shit show, Karen, and eat some more pavlova. You don't have to come up with answers to make others happy. Life isn't that straightforward for everyone. 
everyone in every area and you aren't less than or not successful because of that. While we have conversations about heaps of things, we're quite open on this podcast, I am quite private, especially, I don't know, I feel like Instagram is a judgmental zone and then I can overthink it a bit. I I don't know. I think you can be selective and I've chosen to do that about what I like to share and I feel like the self-love club, the podcast, is a more safe space and it's a better platform to have these types of conversations. So there are some things that don't need to be shared and yeah, so I don't really share a lot about my relationships, my dating. I'm not actually really an active data I sort of I just have this gut feeling that my guy is not on a dating app I don't really enjoy dating apps I find them a bit shit to be honest uh, and a bit of a wasted time. And although I have given Hinge a go lately, and that seems to be a lot better. People actually chat to you more and it seems a lot nicer. So yeah, maybe give that a go if you want to get on the apps. But yeah, I don't actively date much. I'm busy. Like I work a lot. And when I meet someone, it sort of just happens naturally, you know, and I just go with that. And it's really rad. But for context of the story, and I feel more comfortable talking about it now, I was with someone for most of last year, and it had been a pretty full-on year for all of us, right? We were burnt out at the end of it. I hadn't had many days off or a break in a really long time, and I had a summer of radio ahead of me. So I just wanted to be kind and gentle with myself, something I haven't always been very good at and done. So, you know, do some radio shows, go to the beach, read my books, get a couple of weekends away, see my friends, snooze, all of the good things, and just nourish myself gently and, uh, yeah, nurture myself after another breakup. I think we're going to have a chat. We're going to do an episode soon on breakups, and, yeah, we're going to talk about that a bit more. I've got some more ideas and, and talking around the shame that a lot of us can pick up from it. But anyway, within weeks, you get questions. You know, I had a question from friends. So are you seeing anyone? How's the love life and they're well-meaning they don't mean to be nasty but like you know other comments like have you thought about freezing your eggs you don't want to miss the boat like are you kidding like give us a break do you realize how exhausting this is how much pressure is put on us to you know constantly like oh one guy didn't work out oh you're just gonna pull another one out of the bag you know it's actually not that easy and if I think if some people and I'm not having a goal at people in relationships because you're, you're legends as well but I think if people actually understood how hard modern dating is or dating for some of us I don't know maybe just some of us aren't that great at meeting the right people I don't know what what what's going on being single isn't the worst thing and I think some people uh, there's this attitude that oh you're single like why well there can be plenty of reasons but it's none of your business Karen you know it could be the fact that you've just broken up with someone who wasn't good for you it was a toxic relationship or things have just ended with someone and that's just how things naturally happen in life or you're just focusing on yourself you're not really actively dating you're just enjoying your own life or you're working really hard, or whatever it is. Like, there's so many reasons, and I feel like people will just be like, well, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? What? Like, I just don't get it. You're a lovely girl. I just don't get it. I guess a lot of us do look at couple mates, and that's rad, and, like, that will be me one day, and it will be our time sometime, pals, if you're singletons as well. But often, like, it's not all great, too. I've been in long-term relationships, and it's awesome, but it's hard as well. And, you know, you hear their stories bitching about their other halves, and sometimes they might be a bit jealous of their single pals. i got to say, right now, I love my life, my freedom, how I can do what I want all of the time. Yes, I want that for myself, but I'm content with things currently, you know? Like, I don't have to think about a 
kid right now. I do want to be a mom. I really want to be a mom and and have all that. But like right now in this year, in this moment, like I got to hustle, man. I've, I'm allowed to have time building up my work empire, so to speak, because it's been a hustle and it means that I can do other things in time because I'm setting, setting things up now. I think sometimes there's an attitude as well that, and again, I'm not saying everyone thinks this way. I don't want you to think that at all, you know, like, but sometimes people might think that single life is not a care in the world. You know, our life is so easy and breezy and we're all like living to vida loca. But sometimes we are working our butts off, like really long hours. Those of us who chose career, it all pans out at different times for us. And sometimes that is also part of the reason we're single. I know there's been plenty of times where I've had to move cities. Also, as a singleton, you have to pour so much of ourselves into our careers and supporting ourselves in all the ways. You know, we're going to pay all our bills ourselves. There's no splitting rent with a partner. All your bills, all your holidays with another half. Like you pay for everything yourself. And again, we're not moaning. We just get on with it quietly, but this is our time to have a little chat about it, you know? We all do our own cooking, cleaning, admin, everything ourselves. It can be quite exhausting. We support ourselves emotionally, and at times it can be really hard. And we don't often complain. We just get on with it. Heading to our hotline now, which is hotline at bellcurlfed.com. You can hit the email tab on Self Love Club Podcast Instagram. Also, my Insta as well. It'll take you straight there. Send me your voice notes, your messages. Some of these are from the DMs as well. Your stories about singleton shaming. All right. One from Lisa, she says, regarding singleton shaming, I was about 26 or 27 and was single. However, I had traveled, went to uni, done postgrad, had an amazing job and otherwise happy and successful in life. At a family event, an auntie said, none of it matters if you're single and alone. She was plainly referring to her own daughters who had long-term relationships. She says, none of my hard work and success mattered because I was single. That's so sad. That, like you're smashing it, it's rad. And when you meet someone one day, if that's what you want, you're going to have an even cooler life with them with all the stuff you've already done. That's how I look at it. Loz says, I feel like I have to justify that I was in a long-term relationship recently when I say I'm single. Yep, totally know what you mean. Like I spent most of my 20s in a relationship, so totally get you. Christina says her biggest pet peeve, how are you still single? What's wrong with you? Oh yeah, we've touched on that one. Oh, it really grinds our goat because it's just you can't really think of an answer. Someone says they've recently moved back to their small hometown and they always get comments about like, well, questions, how many kids do you have? And when she told someone that she didn't have any, they were like, what? Damn girl. And you're 30. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I could, I could not live in a small town. Oh my God. Lydia says, but your eggs won't be as fertile after 30. You might have complications. I'm sorry. Is it your body? Uh, and also, there will only be divorced people left at 30. All the good ones are already booked. Well, you're, you're telling us, mate. Left with the dregs. Some more of your stories about singleton shaming. Alice says, do you think by being single, you're missing out on the true joy of life? And this one here is a three-parter. Sarah says, a guy friend in a terrible relationship. You're amazing and you'll find the right guy. However you're feeling is okay, but you must be pretty lonely by yourself. And she says, mate, happily single, not buying houses with someone I don't love and haven't loved for a very long time. Leave me alone in my single space. Cry laugh face emoji. 
And we'll end on this one from the hotline. Your story is about singleton shaming. This person says it always happens at weddings. And then I saw the same person two years later at another wedding. And it was literally almost the first thing he asked. Are you still single? And how awkward is it for you when you got to answer that and you still are? You know, it really makes you feel great about yourself, doesn't it? Look, I hope this doesn't sound ranty. I never want it to be like that, but it's hard when you get a bit passionate about something. And this is no hate towards coupletons. It's just something when you're single, you get a lot, especially if you've been single for a while. So if that's you, I want you to know you're not alone, even though you can feel very alone because you kind of, you literally get singled out often in public settings. So hang in there, keep smashing it. Just because you're single doesn't mean you're not successful, you know, like you're a legend and I hope that you're happy. That's the most important thing. And if that's what you want, then your time will come. Our time will all come. Like I often say, you know, our timelines are different. I know for me that it's going to happen and I know that for you as well. Like I've done plenty of work. I'm stopping dating the wrong people or, you know, like you have to get, you have to date a few wrong people sometimes. And again, not everyone meets their person and just that's that you know everyone's life is different and sometimes by you know my therapist said to me like by experiencing these things you're able to relate to more people you know if you if you just had a straightforward life it wouldn't be very interesting so our time will come pals I know that it can be a little bit hard sometimes I don't get sad about being single sometimes when I get a little bit sad though I might miss someone that was like a comfort especially if it was like a recent thing, you know, like, although I'm so, I'm a sub ambish and I will not reply, I will not message them. Oh, sometimes, you know, a little drunk message, but no, proud to report none of that. But um, it's all going to be fine and life will work out just beautifully for us. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Club podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We're an independent podcast and you can support us by subscribing on your go-to podcast app. Click follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star glowing review. Show us where you're listening. Maybe you're out for a pretty walk. Uh, or screenshot and post on your Instagram story and tag us in it at Self Love Club podcast so we can see and share. Share with your friends, sisters, workmates, everyone down into our backlog and enjoy listening you can find us and follow at self-love club podcast i'm abel crawford and we'll catch you soon planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.